my name is Naren Tell. Um, kind of career in media has been about 30 years and out of home. I worked for a business called PrimeSight, uh, which I was very lucky to get involved in very early in my career and kind of went through a series of, you know, so we floated it on the stock exchange. I sold it to Scottish Media Group, bought it back, and then in 2018, sold it to Global Radio Group. Um, and uh, had a wonderful, wonderful career in media. Towards the end of, uh, well, middle of 2019, uh, it was obvious there wasn't a role for me going forward in the group. And we had a very civil conversation and I stayed on till kind of March, 2020. Uh, and then finished, which is kind of just when the pandemic started. So I'm probably the luckiest person in media out there <laughs> where I exited just before things got, got really, really bad. Um, in terms of this conversation, um, so as I said, I've had a fabulous career in media. And um, I think because I got in and got promoted really quickly, I never... Um, I never uh, witnessed any sort of kind of racism or anything that really kind of held me back. I, I had a wonderful um, uh, CEO who kind of took me under his wing um, when I was really, really young. And his kind of, his mantra was maybe he's, if he works hard enough, if he's smart enough, he's kind of good enough, really. And, you know, I was, uh, I was the MD of a listed business on the stock exchange at age 29, which kind of, I look back now and I go, God, that's, that's pretty, uh, you don't realize it when it's happening, but when I when I look back now, I go, wow, that's pretty impressive. But um, kind of I was at a dinner uh, in London, an industry dinner, and I sat next to a lady called Karen Blackett, who's been a trailblazer in kind of pushing for diversity in media. And she said to me, she said, Naren, um, uh, how you doing, this, that? And I looked, uh, looked around the room and I said, Karen, Karen's black. And she says, Karen, me and you are the only non-white people in the room. And she said, do you not know any of the stats, Nirin? I said, no, I don't. And she goes, well, you know, media is at best 10% Black and Asian, while uh, London's about 40% Black and Asian. So we do not represent the communities we live in or the audiences we serve. We're pretty awful about it. And I said, Karen, I don't believe you. And she said, what part don't you believe? I said, I don't believe London is 40% Black and Asian. <laughs> And I think it's because it's the industry I work in. I live in the suburbs, you know, so I'm on the train into work and I kind of in our bubble of where we go out. And um, she said, Google it. And I was, I was shocked. So I was like, wow, I'm going to do something about it. And um, so I set up this uh, mentoring um, organization called Media for All, uh, where we provide uh, mentoring support for minorities in media. So, you know, um, the key problem that we have as an industry is one, we don't attract minority talent. So, you know, not a lot of Asians or people from black backgrounds know about the sector. They think about media as making movies or, you know, making TV programs or journalism. They don't realize most of media is actually about buying, selling, trading media, measuring media. So they don't, they don't know the jobs exist. So we're not very good at attracting the talent. And when it comes in, they look around and they go, God, there's no one here that looks like me, particularly in senior positions. And therefore we're really bad at retaining talent. You know, So the Advertising Association in the UK did its first census ever for the ad industry. We had 16,000 respondents. And you know, as we expected, you know, C-suite, 3% Asian, 1% black, uh, 
you know, in terms of population, 7% Asian, 3% Black, so that's about 10%, and as I said, you know, it's really, really low. Um, but the thing that surprised me the most, there was also a thing about what's your lived experience. And it was one in seven had experienced some sort of racial discrimination, and one in four wanted to leave the industry. You know, so I've just gone, well, that's pretty awful. You know, for an industry that I love, that I've had a great time in, you know, what can we do about it? So kind of I set this thing up. It's it's a social enterprise, which is kind of like a charity. I've got some sponsors from various organizations. And, you know, I started last year with about 20 members and I'm just under 300 members just now. So grown rapidly. Wow. Tell me, Naren, why why is it important for not just businesses in general, but, you know, let's talk about media and advertising why is it important for our industry to strive for diversity well you know i think i think i always talk about the two reasons you know and i'll start with the moral reasons um you know and you know on average people from black and asian backgrounds uh have 30 percent lower wages uh 20 percent lower employment rates you know so there's no question there is something to do about you know, kind of making sure, you know, the business sector takes care of these problems. And in the UK, whatever it is, 82% of people are employed in the private sector. So we've got to do something about it. We can't rely on the government to kind of sort things out. But more importantly, there's the business reason, you know, so um, McKinsey and co have done three surveys on three studies on uh, the impact of diversity. Uh, the last one actually said companies operating in the top quartile of diversity, I think are 36% more likely to outperform their competitors, right? So this is not me, this is, you know, this is McKinsey, independent. And then you've got kind of some other, other trends going on. So the UK population, you know, we're currently as a total population, we're about 15%. I said London's significantly higher, but we're on course to be the most um, diverse nation in the world, overtaking the United States. So 30% of the population is going to be Black and Asian in 30 years time, right? And these are future customers, clients, audiences, consumers. So if the ad industry doesn't get its, you know, act together, how the hell are we gonna, you know, practice our craft properly? So there's a bit around that. And the third thing for me is kind of the youngsters coming into the industry, the millennials, they have a totally different view on this. You know, they won't stand for it. So. The last stat I said is 47% of millennials will choose not to work for a company that's not diverse. So you've got a whole issue with attracting talent if you can't kind of solve this problem. So I think the business reasons are really, really simple. I think the problem is it's a really tough problem to solve unless you put some serious effort behind it. Interesting. You talked a bit about attracting talent and uh, how talent is, you know, the various... Um, decisions talent is making on in where they whether they go to a company or not. You know, we're you know our our company has hired over the years, and uh, like many other companies, you know, one of the first places you go to is you post on LinkedIn. Hey, we're looking for talent. Yeah, I'm I'm really interested in understanding how to diversify that because. I'm of the belief personally that we need to do something different. And when I say we, I mean the industry. We yeah. need to do something different about where we go to attract the talent. 
What are yeah. your thoughts on on how do you diversify yeah. right from the bottom of the of the of your workforce? So I think um, so I think at the moment a lot of companies are making it a lot of effort at entry level roles. You know, some of the big agencies are actually saying fifty percent of all our graduate intake is going to be from uh, minority backgrounds, and therefore in ten years we'll solve the problem. Um, the problem with that is they don't stick around. You know, so I think it's a noble intent, but um, it hasn't worked. Um, I think the big problem we have as a sector is we're lazy. You know, we we rely on, particularly in the UK, uh, we rely on referrals. We give employees prizes for introducing friends to the company. Yeah. And all we're doing is fishing in a small pool. Right. Um, and, you know, as an industry, we are so creative, so good at getting things done, so good at implementing. I, I just don't think people put the effort in. You know, there are so many industries with complementary skills to us, right? If we wanted to do it, you could do it. You know, I think it's getting to the stage now where people are forcing managers, you know, with some sort of quotas. And I think, sadly, I think unless there's some sort of incentive or slash punishment, <laughs> you know, for managers to put real effort. And I always say to people, if you put the same effort into business growth and business profit uh, profitability as diversity, you get it done. Yeah, but currently there's an easy way. There's an easy way of, right, we'll just hire this person. We know his friend who works for us and, you know, he'll be fine, Yeah. So I think the, pro the problem is it's, you know, I, I don't think the effort's been put in. Fair enough. You talked a bit about retention there. Yeah. Um, what important steps, you know, so, you know, assuming that we can start filling up the bottom, right? The entry level yeah. positions. And you talked about people don't stick around. Um, are there steps that as an industry we can take, you know, are there creative steps, especially? to ensure that uh, those people do flourish and start yeah. to fill up, you know, management and then senior levels of, of the, uh, of the C-suite. Yeah. So all, all the reading I have done uh, really says the best way around it is around sponsorship. You know, so this is where you get senior managers, sometimes leadership level. And as these, you know, uh, young people come into the sector, you take them under your wing and you're responsible for them. Now, that might be seen as, oh, they've got a bit of special treatment, right? That's one way of looking at it. Oh, why, you know, why is the kind of head of sales meeting with, you know, this, this kid every, you know, once a month and talking to them about their jobs? And, but actually everything I've read says that gives you the best chance of success, right? Because all of a sudden you've got someone senior championing your cause you know you get to shadow them let's say if they go to a board meeting they might invite you in there one day and it gives you confidence i mean fundamentally it's all around belonging you know we've got you know we've got diwali coming up next week right and it's such an important festival for for a lot of hindus right and for companies to just go Guys, we know, and we know this is a, a big day for you. You know, just take the day off. Yeah. Or, 
you know, why don't you bring some sweets in or, or get a cake in, right? You know, and I think it's about understanding everyone's needs, you know? So I think the more you can understand their needs, the more you can understand their motivations beyond just money, right? I think, I think that's when you kind of, you've got to win their hearts. Yeah. That's so important. That's very insightful. What you just said there, Niren. Final question I have for you. What's next? Uh, you know, in regards to all of this, you know, getting unrepresented communities to be represented in media and advertising from, from where you're sitting in the work that you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. what's next? I think the thing for me that's next is advertisers voting with their feet. You know, I've been speaking to more and more advertisers who are looking at some of the organizations in our sector. And you know what? There are some who are doing great work, right? There's some who are doing okay work and there's some that are doing no work, right? And I think fundamentally, unless, unless there are consequences right, for not investing, I think it's really difficult. You know, it's either legislation or getting punished by the customer. That's kind of the only two things that kind of can change it. But I think once, you know, I don't know, if a major advertiser says, I want to start putting my money with companies are really, who are really taking diversity seriously. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it only takes, you know, it's always the money's on the edge that make the difference to a good year and a great year. You know, because generally, you know, you're going to get what you're going to get across the year just because you've got good products and good companies. But to get that extra 10 or 15 percent. Um, and, and I think I think that's what's coming. I've spoken to enough advertisers, you know, post George Floyd. I think there was this outcry and clients and advertisers seem to be ahead of the media sector in the space. You know, they're ahead of us. Excellent. Naren, thank you so much for oh, speaking with me today. Before I let you go, if people want to find out more about Media for All yep. and what you're doing, where's the best place for them to go? Uh, www.mediaforall.org.uk uh, or they can just email me at naren at mediaforall.org.uk. Wonderful. Thank you so much for taking the time today. No problem, no problem. Power your advertising. Working with Active International enables you to fund your advertising using your company's own products, assets, or even services. We have over 30 years experience connecting and bringing value to businesses all over the globe, helping many brands scale up into household names. Want to achieve more from your marketing spend? Contact Active International today.